when you said, I have this, I have that, I have that, those aren't roadblocks. Those are things that are actual who are put in your path to help you do what you do. Whether you don't see it or not, you having an autistic son and you going through that and you having the sickness that you have and the challenges that you've had in life like all of us, they add to who you are. They add to the character and they build the story. Things yeah. really done to us. It's done for us. For us yep. yeah. Yo, Aquapod, we back. Yep. We're here today with KidWorks, as Marks. always. And two very special guests. We got Amy T.R. Hey. And Real Talk Lala in the building. How are y'all doing tonight? We're good. good. Yes, I appreciate Excited. you taking the trip up here. So for anyone who doesn't know, um, incredible painter. I just found this out right now. Amazing, amazing, out. amazing, amazing art. Worked with everyone that you idolized growing up. Oh, and uh, amazing speaker. You would, you would, um, would you call yourself a speaker? Yeah. So now, yeah, I transitioned to a speaker, but I was a badass uh, makeup artist really? back in the day. Yeah. What made you want, um, want to make the switch? Um, God's calling. He's been calling me for a minute. He started sending me like hard ass signals like here, here. This is what you need to do. So. Hell yeah. I bet. So we're here to talk about uh, discernment today. Something that like, I feel like a lot of people know what they need to do. And no, just no, I think everyone <laughs> does, and then they just decide not to do it for whatever reason. So we're going we gonna to get into the depths of this right now. But one thing I always ask uh, for kids specifically, um, Discernment. What would you? What is your definition of discernment? The ability to observe uh, subjectively and objectively to understand what both those lenses are, mm-hmm. and to in the moment uh, analyze whatever it is you're observing and use discernment, judgment, to make a decision based on what you are observing to discern. You feel like you always have to observe it to have the discernment. Some things are just like guttural. You don't ever like just for walk women. Somewhere and have for a women, not that's true. not true. For men as well. Intuition, that's not, not true. true. For men as well, yeah. Men, men are also just spiritual as beings. Yeah, like I think that's equally. Yeah, I think in different ways, but no, in the same exact way. We just oh. are trained. We're programmed, and as a person that was raised by women and by men of the street, I know firsthand. That that women's intuition, when my mother was said, I, I don't want you to go outside, I got a bad feeling. And I ignored the shit. It was the same intuition when I had something in my stomach tell me, don't go tonight. And then I get caught for armed robbery. Mm-hmm. Something tell me, don't go tonight. And I go to do a stick up. And instead of me doing a stick up, I get shot at. God bless the dummies. Like, so nah, it was the same exact. I just went out of my way based on how we as men are taught to be publicly when we're alone even, we're told how we got to be even when we're alone. Okay. So we That's ignore nice. it. We That's repress nice. it. We push that shit down. Me personally, based on how many times I done walked away by the skin of my teeth and the fact that I'm holding my life now, I ain't going to sit here and pretend niggas don't got that shit. They definitely got the same level and this and the same veracity when it comes to their intuition. They are just trained from the youngest of ages to ignore that shit and do what you're supposed to do as a man. Mm. Shout out to the For different things. Because I think like women... The same thing. We're taught to ignore a bunch of in like yeah. relationships and yes. stuff. So yeah, we probably have this. Yeah, yeah. have Just the same different di- angles. Yeah, that makes sense. What have so, you learned in the suburbs? How'd you get your decision? Oh my god. I'm the interviewer. <laughs> that was a no, good No, because he said from the hood, and it was a lot of extreme examples. Not everybody has the same ex- experience. No, but I was. I don't either. Too. I don't have like I, I have some extreme experience, but I don't. 
I was anyway, everywhere. So like, <laughs> damn, I can't. I can tell a suburban story too. No, I, wanna, I, I got a bunch of those. But I, I want to know about you know. Tell me, Pancho. How, how, how do you define like you know discernment on your end? Um, uh, mm. my definition would probably be the textbook definition, but um, I guess in my life, like, um. Yeah, just being, just whatever the textbook definition is. Like, I was about to ask you, what's the textbook definition? Yeah. Okay, like, just on, being able that? to know, <laughs> being able to um, tell what's right for you and what's wrong for you, looking at it very objectively, not being clouded by any rose-tinted glasses or emotions or anything like that. That's what I would say. Mm. But mm. yeah, mm. but you know how everyone, everyone at, at some point in their life has said something along the lines of, Damn, I can't believe I was with them, with her, with this person, and I missed all the red flags. No, they lying, they bullshit. Yeah. They saw the red flags, they chose to ignore it. See, like, yeah. you can ask, on the religious side, a lot of people ask for discernment to know if this person's supposed to be in their life or not, right? So, they'll continually show you, like, there's red signs, this person's not supposed to be in your life, but you'll make an excuse to be like, well, let me give them the benefit of the doubt, or... Let me see if they act differently later on. And then, boom. End of relationship, you should like, oh, I should have left the first time. Yeah. Mm. I feel like your discernment gets stronger when you trust and know yourself. Because there has to be mm. a level of trust and distrust. Because yes. like, in your example, a lot of times people will go against their gut or their discernment because of their wants and needs. So it's like, yeah, I know this nigga ain't shit, but I want him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, like, you know, or, okay, for example, since we on some hood shit, that's you what you talk about discernment and you're like, oh, people already know they just do it, blah, blah, blah. That's some people true. can't discern when there's a that's, red flag right in front of them. True. Some people can't recognize danger. Some people can't, you know, some you people think, just do you literally. Think it's more of they can't recognize it or they choose not to. I think it's both. It depends on the circumstance, the, the intellectual property you're dealing with. Mostly they choose not you know, to. Some, but you, the thing is, life is not, and people aren't so linear. Like, I'm not a person who puts, like, everybody in a box like that. Like, ev there's so many circumstances or so many things. And, like, me working in the fields that I've worked in, I've come across so many people that it's like, I just assume everyone's stupid. <laughs> I mean. But then don't they <laughs> exist inside of that same box labeled stupid? I, and I, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I do. I, no, well. <laughs> we don't got to walk I mean it back. that in a way where even <laughs> even I'll, I'll assume where I'm, I'm not knowledgeable of all things when it pertains to somebody. Because I could come good. in here and have my pre preconceived notions on who you are and how you look and just make a whole story around that. But I could be completely wrong, which I'm sure I'm 100% wrong. I, but I wouldn't do that. Because, Every human's wrong. Yeah. We're all wrong about each other. But th isn't that part of discernment? Like you see, no, you no, 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 but you said no. observations. Wait, wait, wait. What I'm trying to get to is sometimes you'll look at something and you'll try to discern based off of what you're observating, what you're observing, observating. Do you have what I'm saying? I think the question for me would be <laughs> if I had to look at it, talk. if I'm just trying to truly uh, glean information from something. Okay. There's a level of surface, right? Surface observation. Mm -hmm. There's a primary level of observation. There's a secondary level of observation that just kicks in internally. There's a tertiary level of observation. Like Ooh, you just tertiary. feel like the third level, that third outside okay. level perimeter, our entire being is tertiary. We're connected to all. So I personally believe just from my limited understanding, I wish it was an overstanding. And one day it shall be if I get enough time into study, practice and application. But my limited understanding of psychology would dictate that people do know 
Now, if we're talking about logical factors or we're talking about a person that might have the inability to process information, that is a different that's a difference in general. Okay. And that's a different subsector of people. And I think what we do is we convolute, because you're right, people are not just linear, but the observation of social patterns is. Okay. Oh, okay. School me. So we're looking <laughs> at social patterns yeah. and social conditioning. And unfortunately and fortunately, it is very observable and tangible. That's why these companies know what to sell to us. These companies know how to market to us. These companies know how to make sure that we aren't being shown the ads that are taking us towards financial literacy, mm. but are counterparts of a different skin tone or different geographic and financial location are being shown. We don't even understand the levels of matrices we live in because we are so caught up in our own echo chamber. Yeah. I'm wrong about everything until I'm right. And then when I'm right, I'm still wrong because there's someone else that at some point will find the truth beyond what I know currently. So I agree with you, but you no, I agree with you okay. because you're you're right. But at the same time, in the same breath, there's two sides to a coin. You found him in a gym. Yeah. <laughs> I live in the gym. No, I love that. What I job? live in the gym seven we, days we a week. We don't talk about the gym that we that we met in. No, no, no. We're not going to talk about fitness. that. <laughs> I was gonna. Yeah, he got banned for life. Life, son. What did you do? I got set up by my BM. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about that after. Yeah, you, did you use your discernment in that situation? I did. I okay. stayed on the turf and kept stretching. Okay. I was there. And the camera. Do you think that discernment and intuition are like hands in hand then? Yes. Okay. We, we literally said that right before y'all got here. All so right. Yeah, 100%. And that kind of goes into... um. Um, what I wanted to ask you next. Do you think intuition is something that like, if kind of what you said, like a lot of people might not be in tune. Is it something that could be retaught or taught or retaught? No, it comes with self-awareness. It's only taught through yourself. You, I can't teach you how to be intuitive. Yeah, I don't know if I could teach you intuition. What I am teaching you currently, like through training, I'm teaching you how to observe. I'm teaching you how to become more self-aware through the use of tools of self-development mm -hmm. and then your personal discernment and your personal intuition based on your upbringing, Kohlberg's theory, early childhood development, if you were even shown these survival, because a lot of intuition and discernment actually comes from being in survival mode. Mm. Fight or flight. Fly, yeah, fight or flight. So it makes you more hyper aware of your surroundings, different changes in your environment, yeah, even like different um, everything. energy fields. Your pupils fields. dilate. Yeah. You see more. You hear more, literally. So if you learn how to actually, it's like I tell you when you're feeling at the worst in the gym, this is your moment to figure out how to breathe because there's so many more levels of pain you have yet to experience. And if all it takes is a little bit of pain for you to crack under pressure, what happens seven okay. days a few weeks except That's for this morning? Point. I had a funeral. Ah, it wasn't at 7 a.m. I had to mentally prepare for the uh, funeral. I like, 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 I
I like how he kept digging. I like how he kept digging that hole. I said, I'm not even going to say this what you told me. This nigga different, B. This nigga's different. I love this nigga, bro. He's crazy. He's crazy. He's a madman. He's a madman. No, but that's why people with um who've been through a lot in life, who have like PTSD, are people who've grown up in certain circumstances. Like I come from a third world country, Haiti. You'll see people who are in Abu Le all day, third world and proud. But what I was going to say is a lot of the people that observe there, because they have to make it out of so many different situations, they have to be more creative and problem solving. Indeed. And they also like have to be more hyper aware of their surroundings mm-hmm. because they don't live a comfortable Life. Life where they cannot think about that. Mm. So they have a heightened intuition. They can feel when things are like, I so, think and that's kind of like reflected ty- in situations like mm. the hood or and things that you're hyper aware of. Even though I have my own situation, mm-hmm. I might not be the same. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why it's yeah. like you were mm-hmm. saying to answer your question, it is situational. very situational individual. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. but what, what do- you might just like when you meet somebody and they're like, they could see just like when your mama could meet one of your friends and be like, I don't, I don't like, like her. her. That's yep. not your friend. There's something that and she's I don't listen through. to There's my mother. She, and then what happens? Like a yeah. couple of months later, there's the something that she recognizes in that person. Patterns of behavior are just the way she feels are that you don't see because you're blinded by whatever circumstance you're blinded by. Look, yeah. you are your objective? Though. Yeah, you nailed it though. It's the patterns of behavior. So as we develop as human beings, our, our subconscious mind is always taking in information. Our conscious mind is always pushing information to the subconscious as it's pushing information back to the conscious mind. So when you develop these situational awareness moments, yes, after a lifetime of existing, now when you have a child that is literally a piece of you that there is an actual untangible connection to uh, uh, almost magical connection between mother and child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for the fathers that are truly there playing Papa Bear role or the wolf mode, they have that same connection. For the niggas that ain't around, you know, you know, you know the fuck I'm talking When everyone's just, everyone's intuition's different, right? So when that gets to get involved in your personal relationships, it's like when one person that you love can't see something, there was certain patterns of behavior that I noticed that I wasn't really like, that I, I noticed were red flags because she was so into it that it wouldn't have been receptive if I said something. Honestly, I see a lot of women, no matter how long the relationship is, it could be five years, two days, they act the same way. And it's more so because it's like a pick me vibe. Like, I need a man. I need a man in my life. I'm tired of being single. I found somebody that likes me. Let me do everything to please him so he can be on my side. And eventually, you cross a lot of people. Do you you think a lot of women have that mentality? Yes. Um, Especially as they get older. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately. I don't care how long the relationship is. And nobody likes to check a man. I can't say all women because if that was my husband who said that to her, I would still Mm. check. Let me say something. You knew that? You knew that? When you already started seeing the signs of this situation is just a a continuation of something that happened in the beginning that you chose, not that you chose to ignore it, but you weren't so sure about it, but your discernment told you already. No, I knew she was, she was, she had pick me vibes, but I just never put myself in the equation of being the casualty of those vibes. So there, when you- discernment. I didn't, no, Uh, I didn't. As women, there's a lot of men out there, fortunately, that, and you know, maybe it is fortunate because we all have to learn life lessons and some people are meant to be blessings and some people are meant to be lessons Mm -hmm. and or the combination of both. But as women, uh, and as, because we are men in the room, I feel like I've fallen victim to ignoring, mm, let's say, 
the checklist that I have in my mind of mm-hmm. the things that I don't want to see in a person. Yeah. Let's just keep it that simple. Things I don't want to see in a person. And I have a very strange feeling that every human being to some degree has a list, whether they acknowledge that list or not, but they run that shit every time they meet a person. And if the shit go too far to one column, they like, gotta go. They run. People run. I've seen it. People being run for like two, three minutes, don't explain nothing, just turn around and leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They saw what they need to see. That's enough. I'm good. When it comes to relationships, I think a lot of us were never taught what real patience even looks like. We're shown. We have no examples. It's not a thing. It's some cute shit you hear. You know, like patience is a virtue, but people don't really have it. And in the lack of having that patience, we choose to settle for people that are beyond subpar but not only are a reflection of what we believe we need and or deserve in the moment and or currently are because we are reflections of the people we choose that's a fact people but are um we will choose people to punish ourselves with as well to take it a step further yeah. men and women alike mm-hmm. men will choose the women specifically that they knew from youth of getting cheated on like these are the women i need to stay away from They'll get one good girl, too much to handle. They go back to the self-destructive pattern oh, of yes. choosing the women that are the worst for them. I've seen women do the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I learned from that, though? I had to really sit with myself and be like, you allow, you don't let anybody else outside of your circle inf- like pass your boundaries. Well, the closer the people are to you, yeah. usually that's you give them more excuses or passes. But then I had to look at myself that's and I'm like, no, I have to hold always. people. But I had to look at myself like I have to hold people to the same standard that I would want. I've accepted you to even think that you could play with me like that. Right. And that that I have to take responsibility for, you know, so. So how do we get here moment? Yeah. Type shit. <laughs> you said something um, uh, in that in your response that I wanted to add on to. So I'd like each one of y'all individual answers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, starting with Lala. I feel everyone has their whether it's conscious or subconscious their list of red flags. Mm-hmm. What are what would you say are your top three red flags in a person that if you see, it's just you got to stay away. bad relationship with their family. Ooh. Number one, like I, it doesn't fail. If you don't have a relationship with your father and mother, or not even just your father and mother, but like someone who actually took care of you growing up, there's an issue. Are absent in your kid's life if you have kids. Um, major. You've been through a lot of trauma. Like you're telling me trauma after trauma after trauma. Is it going through the trauma yeah, or is it constantly talking about the trauma? Do you tell me about it? But then I have to go to the extent to see if you healed from it. Because some people were like, oh, I'm over that. But did you actually heal from it? Looking back, everybody was like, I don't think you should do this. But I knew this person since I was 13 years old. Mm. So it was like... But you didn't have any feeling that that might not have been the oh, right I did. situation? I did. You know, there were signs over and over and over again. But I was like, nah, let me give it a chance. We never really been together together like that. So, you know, he was telling me the whole story. But there was those issues, family issues, kid issues, um, and more so the healing. Those are three, but there's there's a ton more. That's major. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's good. <laughs> no, I'm thinking I'm going to put a mic. Self-destructive issues, too. <laughs> All like putting yourself in situations you know damn well you already learned from that. You got reprimanded for that but you're gonna try to put yourself in that again i like yeah. to stay far away from people who gossip Ooh, yeah that is the, that's that one is. of my yes. top. so 
So people who gossip and over critical critical people, I I, I don't like. I'm like very close, critical yeah. to myself. Well, I most of us that. are. Most of us are. But you know, that's kind of like the most of us are. Most geniuses are, at least. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like people who gossip and talk mostly about other people as mm -hmm. opposed to like ideas and what they want to do. Those are the type of people I kind of stay away from because you're not. They're going to talk about you behind your back. Another anyways. red flag is hygiene. I'm sorry, because that's, that's a big one. I, 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 I want to handle more of like the, like the no, no, that's. I'm going to tell you, no, that is a red flag. Too, I'm going to tell you why that's a red flag. Because how a person... To godliness, right? It's not even... It has nothing to do with that. Because they don't, if they don't because care about themselves, how are they going to care about you? It, it's a sign of it's a sign of not only psych, psych, like where your psychology is at, but it's also about about like how you feel about yourself on the inside. You know, it's it's. I don't. I wouldn't say cleanliness. I mean, uh, hygiene. Hygiene, yes, I would. Because look, you know me. I don't be getting my nails done. That's, that's not, not hygiene. hygiene. We're, we're talking. But you I know, take but a you shower. Said, you wash. said that on the outside. If you don't, but care you're not. About you're not listening you know, to what I'm saying. Oh, okay, okay. Basic hygiene. Like yeah. if you could wake up every day. Like that's why when they say a lot of people who go through depression, they stop showering. They stop. Yeah, yeah. They don't have the motivation, the 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 strength, the time to even. It's not that they don't want to be clean, but they just literally are so psychologically trapped that they can't even. Um, they, can't they can't even attend the to the, the basic to hygiene. Exactly. To the mm -hmm. So what I'm saying, hygiene is a big one for me because it's either you're either super depressed and can't for whatever reason, or you're just fucking dirty, lazy, and your mentality is just not really where it needs to be. Where you don't even care enough about yourself. There's not even enough self care to be like, I need to wash my ass. Like, Respectfully. another yeah. another what my, my third red even... flag is a lack of um sexual discipline. Like if you if you are the guy How that do you find every... that out up front. I mean, word of mouth, everybody. You know, I mean, you're not gonna find that out front, but a red flag is like a dude who, like, or even people, even if it's your own girlfriends. As I'm, I'm gonna be honest, as a woman, at least I can speak for myself and and the women I I look to associate with. You gotta have a certain decor. I'm not saying don't be sexual, don't be free, don't demeanor. Don't, but you gotta. There's a way to go about, and you also have to kind of value yourself. And I'm not saying having sex isn't valuing yourself. We're all sexual beings. But what I'm saying is. To give yourself that freely to just anybody is not only dangerous in a health sense and also an emotional and, and psychological sense. You know Demonic what I'm saying? sense, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to go into all that. That's personal, but but people who are... And I'm not saying just women. I'm saying men, too. If I Don't know take men, me on the cruise. If I know men who aren't sexually disciplined, I can't trust them. So your, your three would be um, hygiene. <laughs> Gossiping and sexual and discipline. Sexual. Those aren't the top, but those are some that was just off the top. And that's the top. not the top. No, the top. <laughs> the top is hygiene and the gossiping, but the the sexual discipline you find out a little like later. So where would that rank? If it's not top three, where would that be? Definitely four. That's like a four. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. I don't want people to think I'm approved. Like I like that's <laughs> not what it is. Why you care if they do think you approve? Come the people that's supposed to know will know and do know. <laughs> why why would it matter? Okay, I understand that's your personal preference about your temple. And I see that as you speaking with that conviction, it's because I would presume and assume you don't carry yourself like that. But I don't think you guys are really maybe I'm not explaining it the right way. Oh, no, you explained it perfectly. No, because what I'm not, I'm not saying I haven't slid in, like, you know, but what I'm, I'm saying not is. I'm not judging the ass. No, she's not talking slide. about that. That's yeah, not yeah, what yeah. I'm saying at all. Okay. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying at all. That's neither don't, here no defense, nor no there. Defense. Okay, don't get defensive. defensive. What I'm saying is when you spoke about your friend group, it seemed like you were projecting how you personally are, that you not going to, like, if you go out, you have the wherewithal that you're 
discerning who you're going to give yeah. yourself to. And I'm not even judging them for that. I'm what not saying what, what I'm are. saying is but what I'm saying is I'm talking about at all, overall, no matter where you are, what you do, like that is just literally something that runs your life. Like I know people who literally I don't say the bag or trip or shoes or a bag. Their sense of worthlessness are just are dudes who will like meet a woman and be like, I mean, I don't care who it is, how she looks, what she does. Like I'm gonna use my dick as leverage. Like I don't feel like as many guys get to do that. What? What? (laughs) Whoa! Let's not go there. I think niggas are new bad bitches. They are lined up, bro. I was gonna say, I think, I think you know, more like twenty percent of the dudes that do. Time out, time out, time out. I think that you're you're projecting the first five men. You're imaginary. You're projecting your imaginary numbers because if we look up the numbers, having sex to find a place to live. The statistics that show activity of men on sexual numbers. So again, if we're talking about the actual men that fall into the category of being able to pull the bitches, if we want to just make it real general so everyone can understand watching, the niggas that can just go outside and pull the bitches and sling wood to get inside. As many guys out there as you think because the majority of guys are sitting at home afraid to talk to women based on where the culture has shifted in the past 15 to 20 years. So if we are talking from just anecdotal places, then yes, you're right, you're right, you're right, and I'm right. If we're talking about the general populace of men under the age of 25, and then we're looking at men over the age of 25, then we are talking about a different fucking situation. Yes, of course, there are niggas in the Bronx yeah. and Brooklyn fucking to get inside of a home. Of course, you said Bronx and Brooklyn. What the fuck? <laughs> Come on now. There's a bigger world out there than the Bronx and Brooklyn. So I can't say you wrong because I know niggas that do that shit. I know girls that have fell for the shit. There's girls that do that too. There's hobosexuals everywhere. There are hobosexuals. Agreed. Agreed. So the point I'm saying is there's still a smaller... (laughs) That's a good one. But there's still a smaller percentage of people that are actually out there just running around sexually exploratory. Look at this. Look at this. Uh... In 2020, nearly one in three men between the ages of 18 to 24 reported no sexual activity in the last year. Oh. One in three. I think it's all a dry earth because we don't know how to talk to each other. We don't know how to interact. We don't know how to seduce. We don't know how to finesse. People don't make um, eye contact. I think I agree Sex becomes redundant after a while. Yeah. Tinder fucked everything up. But um, don't I think you we're shame more starved. I think like the world's that. more starved of intimacy than it is sex because sex becomes a, a, a task after a while. We're yeah. just like, ah. Uh, Ooh, you could Uber eats that shit. I'm like, at to the point like too many ways if you're to get not that you stimulating my mind, there's no way you're getting I mean, you any other things. Sapiosexual. <laughs> That's a sapiosexual. Okay, but again, going back to another point that you had made about the women, because I want to um, really get back to that projection that I observed. You had Ooh. projected. Yeah, no, I don't lose points. I just let people <laughs> take us wherever we want to go, and I'll follow you down the the I'll rabbit start hole. Going to gym more. But I am not Alice, so I I am here to observe. And if I see something that I'm curious about which I'm truly curious do you do you observe yourself in moments of projection that you may possibly have because we all have the ability to project our personal beliefs onto our close friend group our trusted group our I family used to. group I you used don't think to. you do when you make statements about well, what you just said let definitively me, let about me, let women me, that's not how I wanted it to come off and I'm not double backing I'm not backpedaling no, I don't think it was bad I'm just it's not about being bad or, bad or not but obviously I gave you the impression that I'm projecting and it's not and that's the whole point I wanted to articulate it mm-hmm. a little better in the sense where the way that I said it's a red flag on how both men and women can show Sexual, lack of control. Lack of control. That's it. In all realms, not just sexual, but anyone who 
You know what? Let me so lack of self control. Lack of self control. Lack of self control. I just use the sexuality as an example. So the only people that have issues with self control are people that are letting their supposed, let's say, vice person's personal preference based on their lifestyle. We don't know any human beings' individual circumstances and those situations. So the way in the air that you spoke just seemed like from okay. Well, let me let me like a suck that air back in. My I bad. Was just saying, All I'm saying is people like who have and you you worded it perfectly. Lack of self control. Self control. All right. Well, just just to wrap this up, do you, would you want to hit your three uh your three red flags? Um, your three biggest red flags. Laziness. Ooh, that's um, a good one. That's number one for me. Um, we're talking partners, friendships, business, and laziness. Where you, wherever you're lazy is going to translate and flood into every other aspect at some point of your life. What you do in Hygiene. one area is what you do in every other. You lazy in one area, I'm not sticking around to see at what point that's just going to bleed into everything else you can do. And then at some point, infect and impact and affect what I'm doing. Stay to yourself in your corner, child. I have no more time. My, my, my clock ticks like everyone else's. I just recognize that that clock is mine. Time is mine. I honor it. Uh, people that are unable or unwilling to course correct. Elaborate. What do you mean? People don't want to course correct. Everyone is set in their ways. Mm. People think I'm <laughs> set in my ways. I'm really not. I'm amorphous. And I'm set in this way at this moment because based on the ledge that I stand on and what I perceive to be, this is the best course of action day in and day out for me. If someone comes and offers me a better course of action that's more effective for me and advantageous for my goals and my pursuits and my needs in this lifetime, then I will, without a second breath, switch gears, switch lanes, and not question it as long as I know it to be true. So I'm amorphous. I've started to accept that hard pill that everyone around me is not. They're very rigid. And they are very stuck in whatever they believe their ways to be, which is why I like to offer pushback on people's ideas and things That's they cool. say. I play devil's advocate, even if I agree with what people are saying, because I like to see where the mind goes and what a person's emotional range and capacity is. But people don't like to change course. And that's fine because everyone has to walk their path. But I, as someone that realizes anything can go wrong at any moment, and I may need to change courses. I hate having to leave people behind, but I sure will because I have to survive. I have children to survive for. So people that have the inability to change course. What would be a third? I don't even know if I'd have to have a yeah. third because by the time I get to those two, you're already you done. You covered most bases. Yeah, you're so done. Where, where you choose to be stagnant, you choose to die. Yeah. That's your burial spot yeah. pretty much. And I'm not here for it. Yeah. A body in motion stays in motion. A body at rest stays at rest. Yeah. And I'm not here to rest with you. But see, I'm not friends too. <laughs> Nashika, she's known me forever. And sometimes I, I try because I've heard pushback from mm -hmm. other people and feedback like, oh, Amy, it's your delivery. Oh, Amy, let, not everyone wants delivery. to hear about that. I never that say that. And no, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why we never have conflict. Turn the fire up. Because, Don't turn it down. because I never say something that wouldn't help or be constructive to you. You don't have to accept it. Of course. But I want you to be impacted by it enough to maybe question because sometimes. Because you're aware. Yeah. And you're aware of things that you can notice other people aren't aware yeah, of. Yeah, and I'm not going to say anything to someone I love that is going to bring them down not consciously not no not consciously no, but not a lot of people can't take criticism i can Boom. take it yeah i can take it i welcome it actually but i that, want it you helps to, you to grow yes but i've, I've worked on it though because i have a way of delivery and she's even said no i love i love your your blunt approach i'm like bitch you're bugging like you know what i'm saying but yeah. i've also now i've checked myself because no you also have to be receptive and also in order to give feedback so of course. if so if enough people that i love if i, I have to respect them enough yeah if to i be was like amy I'm, I'm willing delivery, to take 
I'm willing to take what you're saying, but I need you to deliver in a way that I can accept it. Then I'll work on it. So I'll, a lot of times where even when we're having a discussion on the road here, I'm like, I know how I say things. I'm like, this is what I want to say. I want to also let you know that I, I'm, I hope I'm not hurting your feelings in that way because I'm aware of your feelings and your feelings matter to me because people also do forget, even if you have the right intentions, your delivery does matter. Mm -hmm. It does. For certain people. Because sometimes I tell you, I, I need you to like drill me like that because sometimes you, people sugarcoat things so much and it's like, all right, what what the fuck are you saying? Yeah, but it's also my responsibility to get the message I want across in a way that not only that you just, I'm not talking at you, but I'm talking to you so that you mm. can receive it. And I also don't know where you are mentally at a certain time. You might have had a bad day. You might have just had the whole world come at you. And then I'm the last person to come at you. It's like, I don't want somebody that I'm, that I love to feel attacked by but me. But I also you know responded to you and said, I don't want to talk yeah, about Yeah, but that's this. why I check in. You get what I'm yeah. saying? I check in and I ask you a feeling. I think a lot of people don't do that. They they just have ideas in their head and they feel like they have something to say and they're self-righteous. And now everyone has a platform. So everyone's mm. like, me, 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 the way I say. So sometimes you talk to someone and you're like, well, I didn't intend to. It wasn't my intention. And your intention doesn't matter all the time. And well, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah. So I, I don't give a fuck about a person's intentions. I give a fuck about what you do. There is no gray area. You yeah. did or you didn't. I agree with what you're saying. And I do also observe that a lot of us especially that have platforms or are artists or are orators who speak publicly, we forget that there is a format of speaking and that is an art form of conversation for all of us. And some of us didn't get taught that art form of conversation. So the art form when you're an orator speaking publicly is almost the same as having an intimate conversation with someone that you care about mm -hmm. to a degree. So if you're trying to have that general appeal, that worldwide appeal. You don't try to format to a specific person. You don't worry about how someone's going to feel because then how can you even get your actual truth out? Because in that moment, you're going to edit. You're going to take a word out here. You're going to change the tone. And you're only doing it because you're, you're trying to appeal to, not if you're talking to an individual, that's mm -hmm. a real person. Yeah. If you're talking to a group, you're trying to appeal to the imaginary person now. And you'll never, not you, but any speaker, you'll never. It's okay, I'm not The fuck is you talking? I know how to talk to people, no, nigga. I'm out here and I'm, every I'm, day I'm, talking no, to I'm, the streets. You have a good way of articulating your points that it's very like I'm just listening. I'm yeah. So I, I just, I just realized that some of us and myself, I've fallen victim to it, and I've watched it happen to a lot of other orators. Wait, so we talked about this on the way over, and she say some of my videos, I yell at people. Right? Yeah. So for me, it's like more passion. Yeah. So then is it a good thing or a bad thing? I want to preface mm. it on what I meant. Again, I'm working on my delivery because like you said, sometimes you can edit it. So I've already mm. thought in my head, I'm not, and I told you, I said, I started it off saying, I'm like, this is not feedback. This is just observation. I was like, I'm not telling you how to do what you do because you can trust and you know who, what audience you want. Like, I'm not doing you. So I trust that you know what you're doing and you're doing it. Right. So I want you to know that first and foremost, I trust you and your decisions that you make. And, and it's been working. So for me, I'm not going to sit here and tell you not to do what hasn't been working. I, I literally just give my friend feedback because I personally know her in the sense. And sometimes I give unsolicited advice, which I need to reel back on. <laughs> but... What I was basically trying to say, I was like, I was like, you have, I was like, you're so, and I, I mentioned that, that passion. I said, you have so much passion when you say it. I said, um, I said, you know what? A lot of people haven't seen the part of you that you're just good at normally talking to people. I was like, you know how, and that's when I gave you the example. I'm not saying don't do what you do. I just gave her another example of like, mm. 
what I told you in the car, I was like, hey, you know, just let people see who you are in your just regular state sometimes, mm-hmm. as opposed to always being passionate. Because I know I talk like that to sometimes too. Her and her neutrality. Yeah, that's prism. it. Yeah. So you, cause that you she has versatility because I yes, felt like I was seeing yes, the yes, same. Yes, yes, and yes, I'm like, yes, yes. yes. And what you're saying is super valuable. And I told you how even seeing what you, how you're working and your motivation, how it's changed you. Uh, I'm like, she's been saying this and it's helping other people. I'm like, yo, you need to let these people know that you're not just talking to them. You're talking for them and you're also ta- and you're also healing with them. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff you say, I've seen how it's changed your demeanor, the way you handle stuff, your self-esteem. And like, I'm only going to encourage true. you to do more than that, that's you know? know what I'm saying? So in that way, I'm also going to give you feedback on like how I think people should, they, they deserve that part of you to right. just see like, yeah, this is a vulnerable. I was just basically telling her to be more vulnerable. Yeah, because she's known me since we were children. Yeah. And so, I know, think the, better, yeah. the only question now I have to you now that I heard both of that, because mm-hmm. you are a, a public speaker, you are an orator, you are becoming a master of ceremonies of your own right. Do you want to show those other sides at this moment? Are you ready to? Did you have any plans to? Or or is the side you're showing the side you have planned, cultivated? It's what you want to show and how you want to deliver. Yes. And this is something that I'm working on because it's very difficult for me to do that. At some point to even, I have to know the boundaries. One, my son is autistic. Two, I have sickle cell disease. So it's like, this is definitely a story that I want to tell people, but I have to tread lightly because I do have a child that is Mm nonverbal and can't tell me stuff. And then even for myself, I have to be in a safe space. I don't want to be in the hospital and people are, you know, like, oh my gosh, you're a speaker, whatever. No, I'm taking my time. I'm having a crisis. I need to be, yeah. So I'm really... I'm really trying to figure out how to navigate that. And I do have help. I'm actually doing a mentorship with somebody right hey, now. So a mentorship yeah. for the speaking. Okay. Do you know Trent Shelton? Who? Trent Shelton. That so familiar. It does sound familiar. I don't yeah. know who it is, but I've heard the name. Yeah. So, you would know him if you saw him. Yeah. You yeah, I've would. Heard, I've heard the name. So I'm doing a mentorship with him now. And hopefully after this mentorship, I will learn how to navigate how to do that and get more in depth because it's very it's difficult for me to just be like yeah this this and this and i have a lot going on in my head all the time yeah but to deliver that i have to find the right delivery but that's what keeps us imprisoned is our thoughts in our head and it's like i'm not saying that what you're saying is valid it's completely valid but what being an observer of her i'm like Girl, there's so many people that can relate to you that mm-hmm. like you can you don't have to go through anything alone. We're not alone. Like you said, we're all connected. We're all mm-hmm. sitting here having a conversation. I'm sure we have a lot more in common than differences. So what mm-hmm. I'm saying is like not only as a parent, as a black woman, as someone suffering from a disease that affects black people, mm-hmm. like having a child who has difficulties, like there's so many people that can relate to that and can give you advice, can help you. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you can also help them with the knowledge that you've acquired through your experiences. Mm. So what I would say to you is like, don't fill your head with thoughts and being scared and thinking that it has to be a certain way of doing it for it to be successful. Like, you just have to have the courage to do it and to be vulnerable. That's the superpower of vulnerability. Like, and I'm being kind of hypocritical saying this because when you're talking about this and the way you're talking about it, it just brought me to my journey as an artist. I became so scared of my own success that I didn't think I could handle it. And I let the thoughts in my head because everything was happening so fast for me at one point. Did and, you self-sabotage yes, during that time I, uh, Absolutely. 
absolutely self-sabotage. Let's talk about it. Because I was, it wasn't a a fear of failure. It was a fear of success. Success. Ah. And people talk about fear of failure. Like that's the only Better question. Was it truly the fear of success or was it you realizing that if you gain that success at that moment, that all the people around you, 99% of them probably wouldn't go with you? No, I don't no? give a fuck no. about those people. For me, it was... Good for you. For me, it was... Exactly. You, had, so you was left deli- them all you behind. You had to deliver. You, oh, they've you, been left before. Once I started to... some, you They wean themselves out. The trash oh, takes yeah. themselves out. But what I'm saying Not is... Not for everyone. No, but when you're focused on a goal, you don't really even see people. And then by the time you Agreed. realize, you're like, oh, they're gone. Okay, whatever. And then you're on to the next. So you're not, you're not even really in the prism of being that personal so it was very lonely mm. but at the same time i what was if i'm being 100 percent real the most vulnerable i've probably been on a public platform is like i was terrified of my own power for me it like i complete i wanted to be normal and i literally ran away from my art and what made me me and my essence and mm. people could see that i just want you as my friend to not put a limit so when you were talking about that i literally it touched my self-conscious because I'm like that's the shit I would say to put up roadblocks that weren't even there no I definitely don't want to put up roadblocks I honestly don't think I'm moving fast enough like so many in things social media or in, in, in general life. like with the speaking because honestly God has been talking to me about this for a long time about being a speaker yes okay. and it got to the point where he was like okay I'm putting this in place you asked for this I'm putting it in place I'm putting it in place and like boom three, like four or five things. After, and then the mentorship with Trent Shelton, it was like icing on top, right? So it's like, now I'm feeling like I'm not moving fast enough mm-hmm. because it needs to be done quicker. Your like timing he, is not, no, your timing is already like, it's divine. No, I understand it's already that, there. But I still feel like, yes, I'm putting in work, but I could go harder. Mm. What I'll say to you, when I told her I slid in your DM, she was like, oh, what, bitch? What did you do? No, I, was like, I said, how do you know Poncho? And she's like, well, I just took this. And that's what I mean. Like, and, and like I said, this is a transformation that I've been waiting to see. I've known her forever. And she's always been kind of, we used to go out. We went through our teens to 20s to 30s. And it's like, we all kind of have to grow. And there's peaks and valleys in life. And there's things you have to discover of yourself to go to the next level is a new level new mm. devil mm. so i can't beat myself up for shit that one i couldn't control happened things that i chose i things things i chose to to dwell in you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i i decided to stop doing that and i i let myself believe that but i've never stopped being an artist that's who i am but nashika mm-hmm. you've always been a person to tap in with people like whether she was she used to like promote parties she used to always have people around her she was always someone who could she was never the loudest in the room but she was always somebody who always brought people together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was what you're saying now that you had for a long time, but you just didn't know in what channel you would use it. Mm-hmm. So now that you know, I, when the reason I'm saying is when you said, I have this, I have that, I have that, those aren't roadblocks. Those are things that are actual, who are put in your path to help you do what you do. Yeah. Whether you don't see it or not, you having an autistic son and you going through that and you having the sickness that you have and the challenges that you've had in life, like all of us, they add to who you are. They add to the character and they build the story and they also build the person that needs to influence. Like it's nothing's yeah. really done to us. It's done for us. Of course, yep. yeah, 100%. So. Um, I would, I would want to wrap this one up. It was originally discernment, but it went a lot of different directions. <laughs> but a lot, of, a lot of value across the board. Um, so I appreciate, appreciate y'all taking the trip up here. Could y'all tell the people where to find you on social media? Oh, yes. You can find me at um, on Instagram at Amy Tayar. That's A-M-Y-T-H-E-A-R-D see, on I- see, IG. See, man, um, I don't smoke weed. Let me just do this right now. And on Y'all better t- do it too. You already follow me. <laughs> what? Yeah. 
And on TikTok, Damn. yeah, you you be high. <laughs> and on TikTok, I'm Dopahannis. So I don't have you there. Yeah, Dopahannis. See, ha 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 ha. And <laughs> on all platforms, I'm Real Talk Lala. Appreciate you watching. A lot of value across the board. So if you got something valuable, valuable from this, definitely subscribe. Definitely tap in with both of them. She is the, one of the future speakers of our generation. Yes. Super subscribe, powerful. like, comment. <laughs> <laughs> Tap in! And hit, yeah, you know what we, we've never been saying? Hit the bell.